We had South African government bonds trading slightly weaker this afternoon as the rand lost ground against uh, the stronger dollar. Tomorrow's budget, as I've been highlighting, the primary local market moving event this week. Investors and ratings agencies waiting for the budget in order to gauge to what extent the government would rein in spending. South Africa's fiscal deficit is being closely watched by agencies, including Moody's, which of course will announce its credit rating in March. We've got uh, the benchmark R186, as you can see there, at 8.09%. And that from 8.08% yesterday, while the R207 is at 6.74%, and that from 6.73% yesterday. We're joined in studio now by Gordon Kerr, who's fixed income specialist at RMB, for more on what's been playing out in that space, both locally and internationally. Gordon, thanks so much for your time today. So, markets on tenterhook ahead of the finance minister's budget address tomorrow. This has become no easier uh, a balancing act to perform. What in particular are you looking out for? Yeah, so the budget, biggest day in the year for uh, bonds by far. Um, the biggest thing really is how do they close the revenue gap? Um, that's what the ratings agencies are going to be looking at. It's a problem that South Africa faces because obviously the growth of the government or growth of government revenue is linked to local growth. Mm -hmm. Local growth continues to disappoint. We've still got an economy that's struggling. One area which uh, guys will be looking at is potentially around an increase in the VAT, value-added tax rate, or alternatively an increase in the fuel levy. Mm -hmm. um, either or, VAT expected to increase revenue by about 20 billion, fuel levy slightly less, about 15 billion. It won't be both, it's gonna be either or, and that's really what the market's gonna be focusing on. If we don't get either, then that raises the question as to how they're going to plug this revenue shortfall. We'll see bonds sell off, we'll see the RAND weaken because that then brings into Moody's um, rating review at the end of March into play. Um, but if we do get one of those two, then certainly the market viewing that we should get a stay of execution from Moody's and that'll just help to uh, conform that view. Yeah. Ahead of that coming to the fore, take us through today's bond auction and the kind of activity that played out uh, specifically today because as I highlighted, we had uh, you know bond market Markets trading weaker in line with that uh, with that rand, but by the close, uh, managing to uh, to ease off on those losses. Yes, there's, there's definitely a bit tone in the market. The environment is very positive. The narrative within the market is one that you should be long bonds. Um, the auction today is a little bit of a misnomer because generally what National Treasury does is, is if you get bonds in the auction, they give you the opportunity to buy half of what you got at the same level. So, and they'll give you two days to do it. So it's kind of like a free option. Yeah. Now, the nice thing is these options cover the budget speech. So guys want those options and are us willing to pay through where Marks currently is for the for the bond. So it makes it look like the auction is very strong. It's not that strong. I think where 186s are at the moment now, no one's really sort of scrambling to get bonds, no big institutional flow that's pushing us lower. Um, well obviously, that will change should we get a positive budget coming yeah. through. So, um, yeah, bonds definitely bid to, to, to highlight what you said and, and the current auction may be a little bit of an anomaly, but certainly not to detract from the fact that our bond performance has been very strong recently. Okay, so that's important to note. And like you say, um, you know, we've got to take note of the performance that has been strong recently. Emerging market yields are still relatively attractive to global investors. So how's South Africa stacking up amidst it all right now where the R186 yield is nearly double Brazil's 10-year uh, yeah. bond yield at 4.5% uh, right now? 
You're 100%. So I think it's Brazil's the only country that has high real rates in redo. Um, you, you've got to view that then as a massive positive to say that there is a lot of scope to the downside for us. That kind of debate when you look in Brazil, Turkey, South Africa is mainly um, the internationals will look at that more so than our local guys, which are sometimes are handcuffed in the sense that they can't issue abroad or they can only issue the maximum 25% abroad. Um, but certainly in terms of that, that should help generate the kind of foreign flows that we have been seeing. It just goes to show you how bad things got in a sense and how much scope there is to the downside that you might be in a situation where Brazil is massively better than us um, but certainly that does give you then confidence that you're not paying too much for your bonds and, and there is some value to be had. Having said that though I mean foreign flows into local equity mar uh, 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 markets as a whole have showed an inflow of 8.8 .8 billion. 7.4 billion of that though has been directed into the equity space specifically so with the current risk on environment lifting demand for emerging market equities more so to what extent do you see, uh, you know, bond our bond markets missing out on this rising optimism? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it, you've got to look at the equity flows, and you've got to look at the narrative it's driving the equity flows. So at the moment, there's a view that um, EM growth is going to be good, that it's going to outstrip DM growth, that we should be able to withstand any rising interest rates, etc. And as a result, of which investors want to be placed in equity in a high growth environment. And mm -hmm. um, previous to that, when there were question marks being raised around EM growth, um, the view was that. No you need to look at the interest rate differential um, in which case that obviously plays more into the bond space so if it's a low growth low interest rate environment or, or at least that's where we're going towards then bonds definitely look more attractive in the current environment we're seeing sort of high growth in which case you want to have a far more great exposure to equities which is what we're seeing yeah let's on that note flip attention over to the u.s because a sell-off coming through on a u.s bonds in particular and that's exactly what's uh, driven uh, some of the strength we've seen in the dollar. Uh, what are you making of the kind of movement we're seeing there with the yield on the benchmark treasury paper hitting what 2.9% and that its highest level in four years? Yeah, it's just got to do with, the, again, it's this growth narrative, yeah. but it's something, to, it's something which I'm really struggling to get my mind around. 290 seems to be a big level. If we can break through 290, then obviously there is more scope to the top side. Um, as long as people are, as long as treasuries are rising on the back of higher global growth, um, that'll be good for the RAND and that'll be good for commodity prices and that'll be good for our local economy. Um, the minute that treasuries start rising because they feel that inflation is getting out of control, that'll be bad for the RAND. So you need to kind of understand where it's coming from. At the moment, at least, inflation seems to be under control in the US, but it's changing. The last inflation print that we had printed above expectations. So there is those kind of risks that need to be creeping in. Treasuries don't seem to be getting too carried away. As I said, 290 seems to be a big level there. So let's see if it can stay around there. Let's leave it there. Gordon, thanks so much for having joined us in studio this evening. Of course, Gordon Kerr is Fixed Income Specialist at RMB.